almost live. We are live. Oh my gosh, it's happening. John, we are live. We are live. For the first like time. Like NASA. Yes. Oh, and it's it is live. Oh my goodness, look at this. It's happening. <laughs> I can't see anything, but it's cool. It is cool. It is cool. I'm living vicariously uh, through you. Yes, and the reason we are live is because we're doing a stream for first timers uh, at IEM, which uh, you are going to be. Yes, the belly of the beast. I'm jumping in, <laughs> as I've noted on uh, LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I've been convinced. I have a lot of friends who are going. It's, uh, it's a great social thing. It's a great thing for networking and learning. So I have no idea what to expect, and I'm hoping you can kind of walk me through it. Yeah. So uh, I guess first and foremost, uh, why why this time? Because I know a why? lot of people have been trying to drag you to IEM for a long time. <laughs> a lot of people, I I would say, it's probably been a good since probably since 2012. All I've right. had people uh, ask me, is when I got my job in DC, and so. Uh, yeah, you're talking about 10 years. Why now? <laughs> I think there's a lot of reasons. Uh, one, I have a lot of trust in this guy named Zach Borst. Who, good uh, dude. Dude, if anybody's going to get referral, I don't know how referrals with IAM work, but there should be a referral program for sure because um, we were just talking about all the wins. And for the last you know couple of years on my podcast, I talk with really great people who go. And I was like, you know what? Like People I like are going. Um you know, it sounds like from the from the social aspect of it, from the networking aspect, there's a lot of learning that can happen. Yes. And uh, quite frankly, I'm a business owner. And what an opportunity to learn from other people and to meet and connect and share ideas. So from all that stuff, I think it's great. When I was on the national strike team and running and gunning, I don't think there was such a high priority. But um, I, I mean, maybe that's the other thing. Like, maybe it's like COVID, like the COVID itch. Like, I just want to get in front of my friends again. So, yeah. So, uh, I'll tell you the reason that uh, I love IEM. So, as emergency managers, we don't really have like the culture and the tradition and like the fun stuff of like the fire service. So, when I left the fire service and then joined emergency management, I was like, uh, well, where is everybody? <laughs> and uh, I looked Where's around and it go? was me. And I was yeah. like, oh, is this what emergency management's like? And uh, the answer is no, it is not what emergency management's like or what it's not, it's not what it's supposed to be like. It still has like, there is a community. It's just like harder to find. So when I got to IEM the first time and Bill Ballard, who was like my sort of, mentor and Yoda when I was first getting started was like, he, he's been going to IEM. He loved it. And he was like, you got to join IEM. And I was like, all right, what the heck? Why not? I'll join an association. And then, uh, went to the conference and I was like, oh my gosh, like this is, this is the promised land. I'm like, look at all these fellow emergency managers. I'm like, you don't even have to feel like a dork. You can wear tack pants here casually. <laughs> <laughs> I can wear my polo. My oh, yeah, yeah. Pants. You can definitely wear your polos and stuff. But the the thing that I realized immediately was, like, there's a lot of us, and uh, we're a much more diverse group than the impression that I got from, like, the few men uh, meetings that I had attended. And then uh, got to sort of, I guess, see 
all of the different aspects of emergency management. I was able to ask questions and like, with, you know, from like experts, like you just have such exposure to everything. Um, and so I was really psyched to just like be around like important and knowledgeable and like exciting people. Um, mm. And I was lucky enough, I was in the universities and college caucus when I first joined. And so we had like on top of IEM's big network, there was this like subcategory of like really excited, dedicated, um, uh, higher ed emergency managers. And they just like took me in and they're like, we're going to make you the best emergency manager there is. And so uh, here I am, you know, uh, almost. Here you are. I would say, let's see, I joined 2015 maybe. Um, and now a quick word from our sponsors. How do you spell Doberman Emergency Management? EOP, OEP, HVA, HMP, Thyra, TTX, Drone, PDA. Whenever you need an expert, Doberman Emergency Management field experts are there for support. Contact an expert at DobermanEMG.com today. Yeah, so uh, very awesome. And uh, oh, I got mic issues. I got to switch my mic. Yeah. So while while you're looking at that, so it's it's kind of funny. I'm, I'm curious to see what it's like because honestly, from an outsider's perspective, and I, I admit it's an outsider's perspective. Yeah. The, Does this mic sound better, by the way? Oh my gosh! Look at that. <laughs> that was like that was like. Uh, oh, this is so unfortunate. Everyone's gonna think I'm like mic. an amateur hour with my mic. Uh, you just you just became like the Moses. Looks like your Moses hey. staff. Hello, everybody. Now we're back at NPR talking IAM. <laughs> Hello. Yes. Wait, Sorry. Can you hear that? Oh, yeah, wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you get to use this. Yeah, you oh, can use your sound I can use mine too. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, go I ahead. Don't, I don't know about like, so like the 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 community aspect of it. I think it's great for networking. I still don't think it's created a culture, because you have people like me who's known about it for forever. Yes. Who's been invited for ten years, and I'm hyper curious to see about the outcomes that are yielded. My assumptions are that it's good for networking. It's good to catch up. It's good for idea sharing. But I do think, like, like real talk, I think we're missing something about culture in our field. Oh, 100%. And I don't necessarily want to be, like, 45 fat uh, polo tactical pants and uh, <laughs> combat boots in a building. Right? Why like, not? There, we, we can do more. But you're right. Like, it has a huge crowd. A ton of my friends are going. And it's like, okay, like, instead of just all these assumptions... So sometimes for data gathering, it is good to be like, okay, like, you know what? I'm just going to check this out. So you're like, treating this like some sort of scientific experiment, like an anthropological definitely. study. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be walking in the zoo for sure. You know, like <laughs> uh, when uh, Parks and Rec, when Ron's watching all the vegans? In, yes. Uh, yeah. That's kind of how I'm going to be a little bit. But I have so many good friends, like yourself included, who, who, who do that stuff. Now, I'm not talking about CEM, yeah. right? Because you're not CEM. Uh, but from like, from a, a community standpoint there's a community there oh yeah yeah so, i think it's yeah. for me it was like uh especially for our region one folks like there's uh you know Anne marie mclaughlin uh justin uh oh my i mean like there's all these great people that we all come together and like go out and get drinks together and catch up and figure out like like you know you go to the like there are region one meetings and uh you know i'll honestly say i haven't been to any in the last couple of years just because it's been a pain to get out but you go to like the trainings and the meetings and you're like, so like task saturated, you don't really have time to like kind of get together. And like, usually I'm traveling like from Vermont down to wherever. Um, and so like this also is just an opportunity to sort of like get 
together. And then, I mean, of course, this is not like the entire purpose of it. It'd be really expensive to just like, you know, have dinner with your friends. But uh, there is a huge aspect of like all of the emergency managers coming together and getting to like just be, you know, like EMs, like fully uh, kind of throw yourself into it and, you know, be the ner nerd out, uh, catch up, learn from the best. Um, and so I, I just, even the social aspect of it, I think is so critically important. And there's a lot of good sessions. Like there's so much stuff that I used to like that I've learned from these sessions that I immediately put into practice. Like, cause that's the other thing, you know, like you're basically, I, I don't remember how many sessions there are per day, but it's a lot. And you basically get to learn from everyone else's AAR in like this rapid succession. Cause most of the sessions are based on an incident, right? Like it's something that they dealt with and they're like, Oh crap, I got to fix this. So that's yeah. the drive from a lot of it. Um, and so that means that you basically get to a uh, rapid, you know, I don't know, like speed date your way through after actions and build out your communication, plan. communication. Yeah. Communication. I mean, it's a lot of communication for sure. Uh, and for some reason we still haven't solved that one. Yeah. Uh, but I think the, uh, the fun part is like get, seeing something. So, um, oh my God, I'm going to screw it up. The Hawaii, I think it was the, the state agency had this plan that they put together where there was like all these like great sort of like checklists and stuff. And I was like, oh, like this is what I was trying to do. You know, like I was banging my head against the wall, like trying to figure out how to like make this efficient. I think it was a decision mm -hmm. matrix. That's what it was. So they had some sort of decision matrix to help uh, their like leadership, you know, be comfortable and moving stuff along. I think it was like warnings because, you mm -hmm. know, you have like something happen and they were like not super ready to push the button. Unfortunately, a few years later, they pushed the button and they shouldn't have. But uh, in this case, <laughs> <The decision> <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, wait, 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 hold on. <laughs> there, there it is. Yeah. Uh, so they, they had pushed the, uh, the button in that case, but, uh, they had this really cool plan and I'm, again, this is, I'm going back like seven years, so I don't really remember specifics, but no. I took this like cool concept and then integrated it into our plan instead of, um, whatever type of, it was some type of storm that they were really focused on that they have to deal with. Mm. And I did it for blizzards and, you know, like we had been, you know, of course it's took some translating from, uh, tropical weather to blizzard. Uh, and honestly, I was pissed that they got to enjoy tropical weather while I was freezing. But uh, either way, like they had this really cool process. And I was like, I, I don't know that I would have come up with it on my own. Maybe I would have after like, you know, a thousand iterations of, you know, blizzard situations. Mm. But uh, in this case, I got to basically see there and then talk to the person who wrote it and just be like, you know, what were you thinking? You know, what was sort of the drive behind this? What did you screw up? You know, obviously, they're not necessarily going to talk about this in front of you know, hundreds or however many people are in there. Uh, and they're like, this is what happened. And this is how we should fix it. And so awesome of them to share that. And then I got to just basically go back home and immediately put that in. I mean, my notes were just like, I mean, I, well, not physical notes. I was typing, uh, but like pages and pages and pages and pages of notes. I came scrolling back and scrolling and scrolling. of notes. Yeah. And then like, yeah. I mean, it's just so it's like, you just can't, find that anywhere else and there are other conferences that i think are good like some are better at certain things than iem is um but it's just so huge like it's the big one like it's the big one right so you you gotta go yeah that's i think i think still that there's a there's a reality here of like 
if you combine, like, I know there's like the field is starting to segregate between emergency management and crisis management, but yeah. it's essentially the same thing. Sure. Public versus private. The, I think it's still 10 to one of people who don't come. It is, it is like the best aggregator of like emergency managers. I also went to national hurricane conference for the first time this year as well. Actually, I'm just branching out, starting to get the feelers in of like conference. It's good. I've never been on a conference guy, but at the same time, like, these different conferences, I, I think anytime that we can get together as a field and just like kind of like let go a little yeah. bit is is a good thing. And the podcasts have been providing that where it's like this community is like, I don't have to be weird about saying like I think about disasters yeah. every day. Yeah. And like walking through that process, I, I do think there's there's some obvious gaps that need to be addressed. Of course. Yeah. Um, from everything. Like, like everything has that. But um obviously uh you've been kicking at that door to me like several months now of like hey you should go you should go yeah and i'm getting pretty excited right like the opportunity to hear those like ideas and to kind of hopefully relax a little bit and be able to poke fun at ourselves like we don't get the opportunity to do that too much um and just like have a good time it's 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 a uh, it's an opportunity for sure um I'm excited. I the one thing I noticed from like most years when my friends come back from IEM is they post these pictures. I have like I'm on a mission this time. Yeah. They post <laughs> these pictures of uh the definitions of emergency management. I'm gonna try to capture how many definitions of emergency management oh, I can find. God, you're gonna you're like gonna <laughs> run out of uh you're not gonna have enough data. Uh, I, I think it's gonna be fun. I, I so I sort of purposefully for a long time would go to sessions where they were like talking about what is emergency management, and then just being like the you know uh, the squeaky wheel and just being like, you're talking about like stuff, but like what are we? We can't even define who we are. How are we gonna move yeah. on as a as a field if we don't even we can't even define? Uh, and I won't get into the argument here for sure, but. Um, I think the uh, the field of emergency management versus the job of emergency manager is like two very separate things. But that's the good part. You get to yeah, see all of point. the different types of emergency managers and stuff there, crisis managers. It is very representative of like all the different types of um, flavors mm. of the field, right? Like you've got your private sector, you've got your airport, you've got your hospital, you've got your higher ed. You've got uh, academics there. There is a whole like uh, like research arm of it. There's the techies. There's the and you also will sort of unfortunately notice that they all tend to sort of segment at some point. Like everyone arrives there, they're all pumped, and then they kind of go off into their caucuses and other stuff, and then you know mm. gather around. Um, so that's a little bit more challenging. But uh, you know, for folks that like I, I again, one of the the biggest reasons to sort of go especially as a first timer is the networking like you are going to have connections that um you can't get anywhere else especially for folks who are coming from uh like little tiny groups and then um <laughs> the chat that and the number oh, of psychographics uh conf oh yeah you could you, the there's so many <laughs> The circle of the circle of emergency management coming around. The circle, yeah. <laughs> but the networking is, uh, I think, especially for first timers. You know, you get to sit down with the former heads of FEMA. The you know, you generally like. I don't know if um, uh, Administrator Craswell will be there. I'm sure she will. Uh, but with everything going on, maybe, maybe not. Um, but getting to uh, you know, essentially have FaceTime with these folks is like 
you can't do that anywhere else. Uh, and so that's all right. So let's go to the first time. Like, what do you do as a first timer? So first timer, uh, if you can afford it, go to the, uh, the events. Like I know they cost extra, um, but they can be really helpful. Um, in sort of like getting introduced because a lot of the events are, the events are attended by two people, the first timers and then like the hardcores. And so, uh, like the hardcores are like all the people who are wearing their ambassador badges and stuff and like have the just stack of like random ribbons and stuff. And then the first timers are the lost puppies just like wandering around, like someone please show me where I'm supposed to go. Um, so those are fun. Uh, make sure you take advantage of where you're at. Savannah is amazing. I love that city. Oh my God. There's so much like good food and like, uh, it's the, the river, the Savannah river that goes through there's huge container ships. Like, I know this is not really a reason to go to IEM, but like you could be Savannah sitting there is, okay, share, real talk. sharing a drink with friends and then a giant cargo ship goes by. Like, how cool is that? Okay. Yeah, go if ahead. Somebody, there's a reason why I didn't go to Grand Rapids, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, I was kind of debating. I was like, first of all, it's an ish again, and I'm from Ohio, so go Bucks. But like, <laughs> second of all, I was like, who wants to go to freaking Grand Rapids in November? In like, November like, yeah. Savannah? Well, and I, I, I'll I, be honest, like Grand Rapids, it was nice. I didn't really get a sense for it, uh, but for being a beer city, no way. A, we went to. I think city. we hit every single bar in that place and got maybe two good beers. We did go to Founders, which was cool. Like, uh, that's a that's a nice little brewery, but mm. uh, it just doesn't have like like Savannah's the one. Like Long Beach was cool because it's close to L.A. and there's like stuff in Long Beach, but like it's a little bit harder to navigate uh, compared to the other cities. Like you really have to mm. get uh, an Uber or taxi or rent a car to get to anything. I mean, it's L- it's basically L.A. It's California. You got to drive everywhere. So that was a little bit more challenging. Savannah. You're like you're in it. Like once you you're in the conference, you basically take the little water taxis across the way, and then there's all the like awesome restaurants right on the river. Uh, Pirate House, which is like up sort of on the next street up, definitely check that out. Uh, the Marine Corps Ball is usually going on uh, this time of year, so you usually get to see Marines make huge mistakes, fight each other, and do all sorts of crazy stuff. Uh, and then uh, ghost tours. I recommend the ghost tours. I know that sounds really geeky. Uh, it does sound we did really some. Geeky. We did go. Oh, it's Savannah. It's like a you know, centuries old city. Oh yeah. Uh, so doing a ghost tour was a blast. They have like a haunted houses or like, a, you know, like old houses that are still kept in their Victorian, you know, status and you can walk around and hopefully get spooked by ghosts. Um, the food is crazy. It's so good. And as a northerner going to the South, like the portions are gigantic and it's actually affordable compared to like, you know, Vermont, you get like, a little tiny organic grass-fed hamburger, you know, and it costs $30 and it's infused with some weird stuff. And down there, you're like, this is grits, cheese, and stuff. And you're like, yeah, that's all I need. That's It's actually probably the perfect town for, like, emergency managers for get, getting that emergency manager bod. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can definitely – you can pack on a few pounds over the course of a, a week every there. T- uh, every time I go to Savannah, I get a, a venison burger, and I don't know why, but venison, every single yeah, well, time. I don't, yeah, Savannah, I feel like, is known for the seafood, but venison yeah, – I mean, whatever, exactly. man. It's do like what you got to do. Random. <laughs> um, yeah, so the other thing is to make sure you sort of learn uh, the – the water taxi situation. So at mo- the, the conference happens on one side of the river, the, the water taxis on the other. Also something I realized, I didn't know uh, and realized looking out the window one day from my hotel room is there's alligators there. Uh, so if you're wandering like through pads and stuff, like don't be dumb. Like there actually are alligators and they're pretty freaking huge, like shockingly gigantic. Awareness. Yeah, yeah. Dinosaurs. Um, but yeah, the, uh, you take the water taxi across the river. That's how you get there. And it runs, it's free and it runs all the time. And I think IEM, like they run extra ones. There's like two or three 
uh, those are just fun. Like, that's what a cool way to, like, get around, right? Like, because if you drive, it's like a solid 30 or 40 minutes to go from the, where the hotels and the conference center is to where actual downtown is. Um, so just also be wary of that. Uh, the drive from the airport to the actual conference area is like a 30 to 40 minute drive. So just plan a call that that was, a, oh. it's a little bit of a bummer. Uh, but there are vans there. So we, there's, when we landed, uh, we would usually get a group together and then, uh, like, you know, especially if you recognize people, I think the vans can hold like eight people and you can mm. split it right there. So it costs like nothing, maybe 10 bucks to get to Savannah. Um, that's the easiest thing. You could also do Uber, but you're going to be paying a fortune unless you can group up. So, uh, I can't remember exactly in the airport, uh, where it is, but basically they have the, the shuttle vans. Those are the cheapest way to get from the airport to the hotel and they'll drop you up at different hotels and stuff too. So, um, there's, uh, a bunch of really, I mean, if you're a beer person again, compared to all the other places, I know John doesn't drink. So this is like, now I'm talking Sorry, to guys. Yeah. I'm not a drinker. Uh, yeah. but, uh, if you like beer, they're actually, uh, I noticed the last time I went, which is now a few years, there's a lot more, uh, nice little breweries and stuff. Like, uh, you know, it was a pretty raucous time the first time. Like it was a lot of like Irish bars and stuff. Like it was just loud and you couldn't really chat. So there's more of like the sort of quiet brewery taverns and stuff popping up, uh, especially on the, like the, I don't remember what the street is, the, the next level street, um, wear good shoes. Everything is cobblestone. So don't dress too fancy. Uh, you know, if you're wearing high heels, John, and I know you love to show off those calves with the high heels. Oh yeah. Uh, you got to be like actually think about this. So to get up to the to the higher parts, they're like century old uh, iron st- stone steps, and they're sketchy as hell. They're dark at night. Uh, so wear good shoes because people will. Ro- I mean, like people roll their ankles. So many people roll their ankles, uh, and you're gonna do a lot of walking because uh, the whole like down the the river strip and then the streets that are sort of adjacent where all the restaurants and sort of touristy stuff is uh there's no point in driving from place to place so you'll walk uh there's a honky tonk bar that was uh pretty fun dueling pianos um that was that's a wild one though that's like if you want to get into like you know like that was that was rowdy uh but it was uh, it was pretty fun and i think that was like they do it a couple nights a week uh, but if you search dueling pianos savannah you'll find it all right, now that's all the fun stuff. Conference-wise, go to the sessions. Uh, I know people are tempted sometimes to not, you know, like you go to a conference, you're like, I'm going to do two sessions a day and then I'm going to move on. But if you're a first timer, try to go to as many sessions as possible and do not, not in your comfort zone, right? Like go find something that's like totally random that you've never thought of or seen, um, and those are where I like the cool stuff is. Um, you know, go to the sort of flagship conversations. So like they the keynotes are usually really good. Um, you kind of forced into those, I think, cause everyone, like there's the huge, huge conference space where like, uh, keynotes, the kickoff, all that stuff happens. Um, but go to those talks cause those are usually like the high level, you know, leadership. There's usually some sort of fun thing, you know, and I remember one year there was like a magician or something. It was kind of, I don't know, com- comic magician. Uh, it was, it was more entertaining than it sounds. Uh, and then, you know, um, try to, uh, take those breaks. And like, if you see people standing around, kind of like looking around, like go talk to those people, like make friends. I made so many friends there, like people that I talk to all the time. Um, even people that like, I'll probably never see again in person other than IEM. Like I have people that I chat with all the time, you know, like text, uh, you know, sean at tcu to make fun of their weird chant that i saw like they had some i don't know if you guys know tcu for football but they have some weird chant and i was like 
what the heck, dude? You guys are weird. Um, you know, but I met him at a, at the conference and now we, uh, you know, we've kept up now for, I don't know, five or six years and I got all sorts of people like that. And these are people that like in the, in a crisis, you can also be like, okay, uh, this problem just came up. What do I do? Um, so, uh, emergency managers are very good at sharing and collaborating. That's like kind of the point of our jobs. Uh, so the people that you meet there could save your butt at some point. So I've been doing a lot of talking. What questions do you have, John? I mean, I think I think it's like you're you're. I can't figure out if you're either building a sit rep for IAEM or <laughs> we're building an IEP. Yes, it's like the IAP of IAEM. Yeah, um, both of those. I mean, it sounds like you really benefit from it, right? Like the Savannah is a draw. Like I've been to Savannah. I love Savannah. It's yeah, a great it's so place. Much fun. Um, yeah, that's honestly like I'd say it's like I'm gonna say fifty fifty where I'm going. But yeah, choosing a location, location matters. Oh, of course and, it does. Um, location, location, like I said, location. like Michigan sucks. But um, <laughs> anytime I could say Michigan sucks, like it's like all the better. But yeah, like seriously, it's um, it, it is a draw, and I think it's um, you know, it is a little bit off the beaten path. Like it, it's kind of a you know hard to get there. But once you're there, it's like it's you're always yeah, you're in it. I mean, that's and, that's the other thing. You're kind of yeah. forced into it. You're going to run into fellow IEMers uh, at all the restaurants. Um, in fact, like. Uh, I've told you a couple stories like over the last couple weeks when we were talking about this of like where I, you know, pulled up to get some dinner and I'm just sitting there maybe with another person. And I see some people talking and like, I mean, you can tell, right? Like they're either like blatantly emergency managers with the polo, the 5'11 backpack. They got their tactical pants and they're like hiking shoes. Uh, or you can just sort of like over here, like talking about something that you're doing. And then, you know, you kind of just like, Hey, do you want to guys want to join us? And, uh, people usually do. Cause that's again, the point of going to this. So, you know, like even just at restaurants, like if you're a loner, I know it can be challenging. Find someone there who's like good at networking to drag you to this stuff and to introduce you to people. Uh, I, the, okay. So here's another like first timer thing. The first time I went, Honestly, I was, as much as I like to run my mouth, I was actually a terrible networker. I was really uncomfortable sort of walking up to people I didn't know and like talking to them. Uh, and That's actually I was, shocking. I was a brand new emergency <laughs> manager, right? Like brand yeah. new. So like I didn't know anything. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I did volunteer stuff for like, you know, a few years, but like I didn't feel like I fit in. And so I was really fortunate uh, that Bill, my, my supervisor at the time who went with me was like, he knew everybody. And so he just dragged me to everything, introduced me to all these people. Um, and then, like, once I got comfortable on my own, I was able to sort of, like, run with it. And, uh, you know, now it's much more – like, you, you know, a lot of it's just, like, I think people look at maybe people who are in a higher position or, like, have more experience and that they're going to, like, look down on you. But honestly, like, I don't think I had a bad experience there. Everyone was so nice and so, like, welcoming um, that, you know, it's like – it's the emergency management equivalent of like Comic-Con, right? Like you all go there so that you have a safe space. I was going to say a cult, to... but. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, uh... tomato, tomato. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, yeah. You, it's uh, everyone there is pretty welcoming. So if you're nervous about talking to people, either find someone that you know that will drag you uh, into these conversation. Oh, imposter syndrome. Yes. T t I mean, like uh, I'm talking to the chat. Chat's down here. Uh, okay. The imposter yeah. syndrome uh, yeah. aspect is. Uh, no joke. I mean, I've had imposter syndrome forever. Uh, even now I'm like, you know, talking on a microphone as though like, you know, who wants to, who wants to listen to this guy? You know, what does he know? Uh, yeah. it's, everyone has that. So if you can 
get over that. Uh, even if you can't get over it, uh, you're going to eventually just sort of like coalesce. Like everyone's just sort of like, like falls together. Cause at lunch, uh, you have to eat as a group. If you stay there, um, they're huge areas. So you're going to end up sitting at tables with random people. Um, and you'll, this? yeah, I got an idea. Yeah, so yeah. I have no problem jumping in obviously right now Yeah. and networking. And it's my first time. And if there are people on here, it's like, Hey, join up with me. I'm, I'm more than happy to oh, yeah. go and explore and introduce and be like, I, I don't feel awkward at all. It's like, Hey, uh, no, I'm he doesn't. Honestly, he makes you know? me uncomfortable sometimes. He's so uh, like in, I make he, you uncomfortable sometimes? when you like when you like you'll just walk up and say the most random thing to like no someone you've never met before, and I'm like, oh my god! I'm like, what are you doing? Like, don't do that. But and that's a perfect opportunity to... for networking. That's how you do it. So yeah, I mean, uh, John Scardina. It. His name is John Scardina. So if you're listening, to he this, will make you feel you uncomfortable are, you, if you walk around uh, with him. You probably won't make other people uncomfortable. I again. For someone who just talks for basically a living, like I do get yeah. randomly uncomfortable with other people being like more talkative than I am. I'm like, is that possible? <laughs> like I'm at a hundred. So, oh, there we yeah. go. Talker, we got our, our chat wants to know, how can we get in touch? All right. So jo actually John is going to be handing out uh, challenge coins. So that's one thing yes. you can do. So if you follow his uh, Disaster Tough podcast, so that's going to be on uh, LinkedIn, on Instagram, on Facebook, on am I lit, forgetting anything else? Twitter, but he doesn't really tweet, so it's yeah. better. Like LinkedIn and Instagram is like where he's most active. So yeah, uh, Instagram, Instagram Reels. I'll just start posting like where I'm at throughout the day. Yep. Also connect like, to him on LinkedIn, John Scardina, John Scardina yeah. at Doberman Emergency or it's Doberman Emergency Management's our parent company. That's what owns the Readiness Lab and blah blah blah. So. Uh, there you go, the Doberman logo. Um, Doberman logo. Connect with him, and he he's a first timer, but he's been to Savannah, so he knows that. And like he's like we said, he has absolutely he's shameless in his uh, engagements. So. He will embarrass you. He is shameless. No, he shameless. Is is, shameless is good. I think shameless in this case is good because you need someone who's like can just jump into a conversation. And, if uh, anything, you got a friend. Right? And the other like, thing is, I will, I'll have your back. John's got a lot of connections. Like he really does. So even like just by riding in his wake or his coattails, uh, you'll get to uh, meet Gosh, lots of this important is like people. The third, yeah. The third what? The, the third, third rail. Like, oh. The wake. Yeah. <laughs> the wake. The the scary. The, no, like the reality is, it's like yeah. Like every week, I get to talk to like you. You'd mentioned former FEMA administrators. Yeah. You mentioned like really influential people. I love the idea of going to IEM to meet other innovative people. Yeah. But because of this podcast, I think I think I got a hundred friends like going. It's gonna be like a reunion for me. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, it's gonna be great. And so it's like, hey, I'm happy to introduce people and and have fun and like if anything, if you're feeling like kind of out of the boat, like hey, how do I do this or whatever? Seriously, jump on the wake and and just ride and just have fun. And I'm happy to introduce whomever. Um, and past challenge coins. So I really hope uh, my vision is when you get there, because again, this is your first time. There's two ways that this is going to go. Either you're going to be like, you know, I, not in your case, but for most first timers, you know, they go and they're just kind of like looking around like, oh my God, I don't know anyone here. I'm scared out of my mind. Uh, and you're going to probably walk in, hopefully, like the mayor of IEM, who's just returned from like, you know, a long hiatus and, and they're like, Oh, John, like, here's this guy and that guy. And that woman was on our podcast and she's, she was on the strike team with me and da da da, da. And you're just like walking around, like, you know, you got a gaggle of people oh, gathering around you. I should bring a, uh, 
What is that? Like a scepter? I could bring a scepter with me. The I don't think you get a I, scepter on an airplane. You know what? We can make something happen, right? Yeah. Like, and I, I actually love that. I, instead of just like, all right, let me let me collect data here. I should just go all in. I should make a cape that says IAEM. Just go all in for the oh, shameless. If you if you make a cape, you're gonna have to sell that cape because all the emergency management nerds are gonna want an IAEM cape. Like oh you'll see, I there's can make a crown. again being a safe space for emergency managers like people will nerd out you're gonna see all the like em meme shirts uh they're gonna have like i i don't actually do i have one of my em uh i can't find I, the last tag that i had you know you've got all the ribbons the like some people go nuts with those things and they're just stacking those ribbons up uh you know 10 deep um but Honestly, again, if you look, so here's another thing uh, for first timers. Really if you if you do have the IEM sticker that says first timer, uh, the ambassadors and more experienced people will see that and they will engage with you. Like it actually does work. Uh, stupid as it can feel sometimes to put ribbons on, it does help. There's also if you belong to caucuses. So if you're a uh, you know healthcare caucus, university, college, uh, higher ed, your universities and college. Uh, state, I think we have the state association. I don't know if, I, I wish I was going this year because we started a state association. I also am the VP of our state association. And I'm pretty sure they, this is the first year that it's been an official caucus. So they're going to have a meeting there. You know, having this stuff on there helps you identify like your subgroups as well. Um, if you get to go early, so the in the chat, the person's uh, going to UCC. UCC, oh my God, I love UCC. Uh, that, I mean, again, I, I I can give credit to so many people for making me the emergency manager that I am. Uh, but I would say like UCC sort of like uh, forged me into, like I was, a, I was a molten mess of like emergency and first response when I got there. And over the course of six years in higher ed, uh, they just forged me into this like, you know, uh, Adonis statue, you know, just hardened steel. Uh, and, uh, so, you know, go to those caucus meetings. Um, the other thing is check out your region meetings cause they have those at, uh, they're usually like later in the day. That's a good way to like see who else is in your neighborhood. Right. And I know like some FEMA regions are gigantic, uh, region three, right. That's New York, New Jersey, and Puerto Rico. Like, <laughs> so if you're an emergency manager in that region, you're probably not going to see your Puerto Rican counterparts, but, uh, oh, nice. region one's pretty tiny. So like going to those meetings was awesome. Got to see all my like you know, compatriots, uh, from, uh, new England, which was cool. Um, so go to those meetings, uh, go to the MX. Uh, it, it, there's just, there's like, I don't even know how many vendors, but tons of them. Uh, the warning about the MX, there are some like sketchy, uh, you know, anyone can sort of buy a, uh, space in there. Uh, at one time I was going through and this person's like, Oh, do you want to try this massage device? And I was like, uh, I guess so. It was like one of those, like the tens machines that like zap your arm and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then I got up to leave, and they're like, that's $50. And I was like, what is? And they're like, the w thing you just bought. And I was like, I didn't buy anything. And I just left. So anything that looks like a tchotchke or crap, just walk by it. Don't go, don't go near them. Don't engage with them. Uh, there are a few it's a of them. Buy. It's they, not they that many. They actually have things for people. They make people buy in the expo area? Oh, yeah. There's all sorts. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got you have like uh, you have your like disaster store type places that sell like your gotcha. vests, your you know cones, your flashlights, that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, there's like kind of the tchotchke group, you know, like where you can buy like stickers and stuff usually. Um, then there is, you know, the huge stuff like the tents, the command vehicles, command vehicles are always fun to go. I love, I'm a huge fan yeah. of command vehicles, uh, toys, sat a lot of communication stuff, 
tons of mass notification uh, companies are there. Pretty much, you know, your Everbridges, uh, Noggin, your uh, all these like Web EOC, they'll all be there. Um, radio equipment, uh, mesh networks. There was a lot of that was like the new thing. The last time I went was like all these new mesh systems that were out there, uh, and then like just random crap like stuff that you're like what are you doing here you know but they're like oh, i bought a booth and i want to sell crap so um mm -hmm. you know but it is fun to go to and then there are sessions even at there while you're there to go like learn about products and, and other stuff which is uh also useful um yeah so that's a lot of stuff i feel like we pretty much covered the yeah i basics. mean it's, if you if you if you're like me and you're like totally on the outside you're like okay what am i jumping into i think you just gave like a, a really fantastic overview from the experience inside of the actual conference to the experience outside and the opportunities that can provide really like the number one thing is like my draw again is going back and saying like that networking piece and, and there's yeah. networking for work, but then there's also networking for ideas. Oh yeah. And I think that's like probably the, the biggest thing that anytime I go to anywhere new, it's like, what can I gain from this? And I think people should, if they're, if they're hesitant or they're worried or they're trying to figure out like where that place is, if they're not like, if they're not shameless, like me, like be, it's okay to be selfish and say like, what will I gain from yeah. this? Like try yeah. to find the right people and the right groups and the right things. Oh, so having a plan going into it will be more efficient yeah. for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Like be, be an emergency manager, have a plan. Yeah. Right. Make a plan, be prepared. Yeah. If there's, if there's people yeah. you are specifically, if you're a brand new emergency manager, find your, your folks that are really experienced, connect with them early on. Um, so yeah, go in with a plan that just makes it more efficient. Cause there's just so much to do. There's so much like actually look at the, uh, I, there's usually an app that you can download and load all your stuff into. You should do that in case stuff changes, you know, it updates you throughout the day. Plus there's a lot of giveaways and stuff in that. Um, but sign up for, we well, should, sign up for the sessions. We should do things. We should do like fun things to like help the crowd interact. Like t-shirt cannon an EM weekly. No, I was thinking like, um, like random photos of khaki pants. Oh yeah. Like tag EM all weekly. The different, <laughs> all the like different tag pants. Stream. Yeah. Like just like fun stuff like that to like get people engaged. Of all like, the, go the around tactical and backpacks. Yeah. Patches, uh, hand out yeah. patches. Oh God. Show, so if you don't have coins, show up with patches. Hey, just show up with something from your agency. I should have brought this up earlier. Uh, there's a currency, right? You know, like this is at any public safety conferences. If you show up with patches and coins, that is like, uh, like a, you know, you're in jail and you've got cigarettes like that. Those that moves the needle, right? Like if you're if you walk up to someone and you're like, hey, I'm this person. And they're like, you know, you get to talk to him a little bit. and You're like, this person's cool. And you hand them a patch or a coin. They're going to remember you because, A, yeah. as soon as they get home, they're unloading their bag. They're like, oh, yeah, Doberman emergency management disaster tough. Um, and yeah. so it's just a good way. It's it's more effective than cards. Also bring cards like hand out your card to everybody. Um, or digitally, whatever you want to do. If you're smart enough and you got, you know, Apple devices or whatever, and you can just swap that stuff right off the bat. Um, oh man, there's just so much. I wish I was going this year. Uh, I wish you were too, honestly. Yeah, kind of I, I, I am a huge fan of this. I will continue to fly the IEM flag. I should get my CM. I know I, I haven't, but don't, it's just so don't. expensive. Just don't and do it. And I, I, I know. I, I think know. so. Let's talk about this because, like, this is like supposed to be the the place where you can talk, this is right? A safe space. Safe space. I'm excited to explore the areas of IAEM that I think IAEM really does well. Yeah. And from a practitioner standpoint, from a person who hires emergency managers for from government to now private sector, 
and again, outsider perspective for sure. But I've looked at it. Like I've taken the practice test and was like basically FEMA certs. Like IEM doesn't really need to do that. Like they need to like really hone in on they are the largest gathering of emergency managers, right? Yeah. Like that that cult that cultism that they're developing here has a huge <laughs> opportunity to like do some good, real good in the world. And honestly, like the CEM and the the like for people who've gone through that process, like my hat's off to them. I know it's uh like really, really intense to go through that. So no disrespect at all. However, I think as an organization, IAEM, the draw again for people who like me is like I have two EM degrees. I've been doing this forever. There's a lot of people like that out there. We want to go and we want to interact as emergency managers who want to hear great ideas and get get to know the crowd and Heck, like I'll wear my blue shirt and khaki pants if that if that uh, and give my currency like everybody Rock else. Rocket, yeah. Rocket, but like CEM, like I'd be curious to know truly, like what the field, how the field th- thinks about it, because I think it's like one or the other. Like there's really no sure. gray area. The good news so. is you will be at an event where they will be discuss. Like there's an uh, there's a CEM uh, advisory, you know, council that will meet at this, and you can sit in on that. And oh my gosh, can I comment on it? I believe so. This yeah. Is a joke. Yeah. No, I think yeah. it, I, I'm, I mean, like, uh, I think you'll find that like, uh, for all of the love and, uh, admiration of IAM, like people also speak very frankly there. I've, I've been in some like sessions where I'm like, Ugh, like, God, well, like, emergency yeah, managers, just... funny enough for how much we coordinate and collaborate. Sometimes we're not very tactful, tactful <laughs> in our, we're like, Hey, we're, we're used to like the flood coming down the road. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's that like turns into everything like sure. oh this is horrible. You're like like for even me like is CEM really that bad? Probably yes it not. is. Uh. But <laughs> uh no maybe it's really not that bad. And, and by the way it's but to my own counterpoint it's provided people an opportunity for career advancement. It's yeah. provided for something to aim for. Sure. And so again yeah. it's like no hate on it. It's just not not something for me. Uh but I think as an organization I think as like this opportunity to be around emergency managers, man, I, that's the part where I'm like, let's, let's dive all let's in. Go. Let's, let's do this. Yeah. And then, you know, we can work on some of the other stuff like that culture thing, the definition, the standardization, all that, like, they don't need to do that. Like they, they are the gatherer of emergency managers. Yes. Just like, let them do it. Yeah. You know, totally. Um, and I will wear my crown and my cape. I, I really want to actually like straight up like crown cape, you know, king of EM, IAEM. For a guy who's never been, doesn't have a yeah. CEM. Yeah, coming in real hot. Matter. Coming in real hot. It's good to burn <laughs> your bridges before you walk through the door. Hey, you know what? I bet you almost anything with that many people there, there's a crowd for me and there's a crowd not for me. <laughs> I think on that note, we will wrap this up. Uh, yeah. Be sure to like, subscribe, uh, rate us uh, five stars, two thumbs up, uh Leave comments in uh, the chat so uh, people can actually learn from uh, your uh, knowledge. Get together. Um, like I said, go see John in person. He'll be handing out challenge coins and stuff. And I won't be there this year. I'll be there in spirit and uh, helping out John online as we sort of try to engage people uh, there um, through our social media. And, uh, yeah, IEM annual conference. going to be fun. See you guys virtually there. See you. Hey. Yeah. See ya.